All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Path Podcast, put by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Lovell, with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here for our picks for Super Bowl 56. It is uh, finally here, and uh, the Rams and the Bengals will do battle at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Uh, it's crazy to think, you know, before last year, we're talking about how wild of an occurrence it would be for a team to be hosting the Super Bowl. Now it's become a normal thing in the NFL. Back-to-back seasons. <laughs> um, where's the Super Bowl next year, Dylan? Let's go ahead and think about I that. I wanted to say it's in Glendale, where the Cardinals play. So, Well, all right. Cardinals got some work to do, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Uh, that, that may be right, I think. Um, Off the top of my head, yep. State Farm Stadium. It. Yep, that's it. Well, we're going to have a discussion about Super Bowl um, 57 in a bit so, <laughs> because you and I have spent a lot of time on this before we push record because – as always, we're going to go through our prop bets and, and all of this for the Super Bowl, and we'll pick out uh, our favorite and, and very entertaining ones uh, that you can choose from uh, via FanDuel. But there's also one that we, we found. We're like, wait a second. Of course, the odds are already available for the Super Bowl next year. And you and I have found some value, my friend, and we're going to bring up two <laughs> teams in particular that I'm telling you right now, if you want, to, if you want a nice little chunk of change, I would not be against putting some money on these two. But we'll get to that after this year's Super Bowl. Got a long way to go to the next one. Um, but, all right, Dylan, we've made it. Super Bowl 56. Um, how, how are you feeling about your Rams headed into this? Before we before we unveil our official predictions, which, again, everyone already knows what you're going to do. You're going to pick the Bengals because you've picked against the Rams the entire way. <laughs> but it's my pick that is the big mystery here on this one. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the conversation, and it's I'm not trying to, like, just echo things that everyone's saying but it's true that there's just definitely a mismatch in the trenches on basically every uh any way you look at it whether it be run offense uh for the rams uh pass offense for the rams and vice versa they uh, it's definitely a huge advantage especially at right guard the bengals had a real problem there obviously the interior pressure that the rams have been able to generate not just with aaron donald he is obviously making most of the headlines but greg Gaines has been so big. Ashawn Robinson's been amazing. Sebastian Joseph Day was one of the best interior linemen uh, in the NFL outside of Donald this year until his injury. He's supposed to be back for this game. Uh, it's just crazy. He's been out since the middle of the season. So, yeah, that that is going to be the, obviously the key matchup um, for most of uh, that everyone's going to be kind of focused on is how quickly can Burrow get the ball out? Is he able to evade uh, – incoming rushers the same way he did with so much success against the Chiefs and it's so vital that the stats have borne out that if Burrow takes even one sack on a drive they're scoring points under 10% of the time or at least touchdowns and if they if he doesn't it's a ridiculously high number so yeah I mean that's just avoiding sacks avoiding negative plays not getting the third and long where the Rams can really pin their ears back and yeah, it's, you know, scheme up Aaron Donald on uh, favorable matchups. And obviously Vaughn, we know that he's been kind of taking his game to a different level in the postseason, especially the first two rounds against the Cardinals and and the um, and the and the Bucks. Um, to, uh, looking at the other side of the ball, I know there's been some things made about the Rams' lack of running success in the playoffs, but they did run all over Arizona. They just faced two of the best run defenses in the entire league in the Niners and the Bucks, and now they're going against a Bengals team that's going to have I don't think they're going to have the luxury of doing what they did with Patrick Mahomes they, they still are a team that um, over the second half of this year especially after the first few weeks and their defense was kind of pretty mediocre uh, they're a team that does an excellent job of rotating coverages after the fact and that could be another x factor in this game is Matthew Stafford able to protect the ball and I think a large portion of this goes to the Rams probably if I had to guess knowing McVay's history I know he's kind of given the keys to the to the car to to Stafford at certain points but I I would bet on them early in the game really trying to to gash Cincinnati and force them to not be able to drop back eight guys and not force them not to have exotic kind of coverages on the back end and really take uh, what the Bengals give them at certain points and adapt from there I think they want to set that kind of tone um, and, and McVay still, no matter how much he's thrown the ball more, especially in early downs, some, I think, 70% of the time or something ridiculous with Stafford this year, um, they, they're a team that, at the end of the day, still has rooted in him in uh, being able to run the ball. And they did not do it, obviously, with any effect in the last Super Bowl. Very different quarterback that the Rams have this time. So I think that if they're able to run the ball early against Cincinnati, that puts them in a tougher spot for what they're going to be able to do defensively late in the game. They're a team that they're, I think they're 25th um, in, in pass defense against the slot where Cooper Cup will be most of the time. Obviously, I'm sure they're going to be 
doing their best to scheme up stuff for him. But um, even if Tyler Higby can't go, Kendall Blanton has uh, played really well the last couple of weeks. He'll probably be in that kind of slot position from the tight end spot. And I just think there are advantages the Rams have. The one thing they don't have is Joe Burrow. And it's not that they don't, you know, the Bengals have a ton of really talented defenders they've brought in in free agency. They have, uh, you know, arguably, um, not to take anything away from Van Jefferson, but the three receivers that the Bengals have are all arguably could be number ones even Tyler Boyd I still think of what he was able to do for years with much much more mediocre quarterback play in Cincinnati um if that group is able to they just you know they're special and these guys have no fear um that's one thing not that the Rams have players that are necessarily going to think about the last Super Bowl loss only so many guys were even on that team not very few um but I just these at the end of the day there's something special about what the Bengals have done there's something about what Joe Burrow's been able to manage and how he's been able to keep his teams in games and how he's able to see things defensives are taking away and giving him if his defense if his offensive line can just hold up enough I do think there is a chance this game will be really close and the Bengals will be there um if Jamar Chase is able to you know take one of those passes only a few yards down the field and make a bunch of guys miss like these things are definitely within play the Rams safeties have played well um, with the injuries of Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp um, with Weddle now getting the green dot to call plays so that they'll have more versatility at linebacker with Ernest Jones um, instead of Troy Reader for a lot of times which is a big factor with the Rams being able to defend the middle of the field but I still worry about the back-end safeties. Nick Scott's also played great, but I just wonder if there's a, a big-shot player, too, that if the Bengals can just hold up a, long enough for Joe or he's able to make a guy miss, that those big plays could keep them in the game. Um, it's still going to be a t- – it's just a tough matchup, and, you know, they tend in these big games to not call as many penalties. I, the Bengals, if I were their coaching staff, I would be telling my guys to hold like freaking crazy um, and, and force the officials to call it constantly because otherwise these defensive linemen, no matter what the Bengals want to do, quick passing game, the Rams, if they know they're going to get quick pressure, they can jump routes. Like there's different things that could happen. And it's not like as much as we talk about Stafford's picks, I think he only threw two more picks than Burrow this season. Um, those things could happen. Um, but at the end of the day, Joe Burrow's on a heater. And I've, I've learned as a as a as an outside kind of enjoying the Bengals and Joe Burrow since college, like um, uh, that you don't really want to bet against the guy too often. So we'll see. But the Rams definitely have a trench uh, matchup advantage on basically all sides. And if they don't turn the ball over, that is a really big key. The Bengals didn't force a ton of turnovers until late in the year. And then they have in all these playoff games and they've been at such key times. If the Rams can protect the ball, dictate kind of what sorts of coverages they're getting based on being able to control the game and tire out the Bengals' defense a lot and keep their their side rested. Like I, I do think there's big advantages the Rams have. They just don't have Joe Burrow, and that's the equal the great equalizer along with those skill guys that Joe has. Yeah, it's um it's an interesting matchup. You know, just looking at different elements of it and trying to figure out how this game could play out. I mean, again, it's such a unique scenario for a team to be playing at home in the Super Bowl. And there's just so many different dynamics we know, too, that goes into the Super Bowl itself. Um, you know, all the build to it, all just, just everything mm-hmm. that goes along with it. So, ultimately, though, uh, I've made my decision. And, um, again, we know where Dylan said it. He's picking the Bengals here because it's worked for him so far to get to the Rams at this point. He's picking against them every time, and it's working. Um but maybe I make him a little nervous here because I'm going to pick the Rams in this one, even though, um, you know, I've been, I was on the Bengals train for a couple of weeks there, picked them to beat the Titans, did not pick them to beat the Chiefs. But I won with you. I, I, any, I mean, I hesitate any time I pick against the Bengals now because I know that Joe Burrow's over there under center and this guy just wins. And that is what concerns me here if you're picking against the Bengals. But what concerns me about Joe Burrow is that I'm not sure how many clean passes he's going to see in this game because of everything you talked about. I think the Rams, their ability probably to get pressure, to get sacks, I just have a hard time feeling like the Bengals are going to be able to solve that problem in a span of you know two weeks. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going against a team like this that will probably be able to get as much pressure as they want. Um you know, and what does that mean for Jamar Chase, right? Like getting <laughs> downfield and um, does just Joe Burrow going to have enough time to make those long throws uh, and those kind of scenarios? That to me is maybe the difference in this one, and that's probably why I have more confidence in the Rams. I also think, you know, the Bengals defense, as you said, has played a lot better. Um, they've mm-hmm. they've really been under probably undervalued a lot this year, just because again, no one really 
jumped on the Bengals bandwagon until this point uh, a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, still, I look at this Rams offense, and we know, like, when it's going, like, it's going. And it's just it's very hard to stop just with all the different elements they're involved in it now. You know, Akers is back. That That's another dynamic now they've added to the mix in recent weeks. Um, Cooper Cup speaks for itself. Um, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I like this spot for the Rams. I think that, you know, one of those things we always talk about is that break between the Super Bowl and the championship games. And I wonder if, like, that momentum that the Bengals had, you know, it sometimes that is kind of that week where things sort of reset and – even though they're on just this, you know, incredible run, I wonder if that kind of plays into it too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Rams here. You know, we go I go all the way back to we have like the first week of the season probably, um, and we were talking. And it's just like even probably in the preseason, I'm like, man, I'm just I look at this Rams team. I'm really high on them. I don't I don't think I thought they'd make the Super Bowl, but the more you looked at them, you said, all right, that's a team's that got a lot of superstars. You know, they make trades to get more players in there. Like it's just. They did everything I think they could to try to get to this spot, and now that they're here, I feel like that talent, you know, is kind of ready to to be displayed and say, hey, they they made all the right moves they need to make to get to this point. So, I'm going to pick the Rams uh, to win this one. I, I I I really hope that happens, as you know. But you know, <laughs> I I do have like I mentioned, I've enjoyed the Bengals, and if they do win, that fan base will be so cool for them, for so many people that have been dedicated to this team and for the storylines of what this Bengals team has accomplished this year and what they can continue to accomplish. Uh, they have a ton of cap space, and you already hear guys like Gronkowski saying if they're going to play for another quarterback, it would be Joe. And I just wonder if how, how many more free agents that could apply to. Are we already going to have the effect that we see at, at certain times with uh, Mahomes early in his tenure before he signed his mega deal and still to this to an extent of where people want to play with these types of quarterbacks the rams obviously have you know as much as a lot of it's made about them being all in they've kind of done this for a few years they still made a lot of quote-unquote all-in moves for guys like Indom Kinsu and marcus peters and akib Talib, and they just kind of keep rallying through it and they've they've been able to develop guys in lower rounds i don't know how long they can keep doing that they've found a way to find inefficiencies and in, and in, in how certain guys are um evaluated the biggest one he's not playing in this game because of the his really bad ankle injury in week 18 and jordan fuller a six-round pick that immediately becomes one of the better safeties uh, i'd argue in the conference even if he's not a superstar so yeah they've i uh, for everything that is made about the bengals players and the depth of them i, I still do think some of the ram supporting cast players that deserve some credit um the offensive line has been really solid even if at times they've struggled with the interior pressure not something that the Bengals have necessarily um been exactly uh, great at there uh, definitely get more of an edge uh, a rush off the edge with guys like Hendrickson with Hubbard and different things they've been able to do but um yeah it's just I, I think it'll be a ultimately a fairly close game either way I don't think if the if the Bengals win it's by a, a large portion I do think if a team's going to win by double digits possibly maybe I'm wrong I would think it would be the Rams potentially um for all the reasons we've brought up um but I I just have a feeling that Joe's going to have a way to keep it at least really close and I do you do worry about the different things that have happened turnover wise with Stafford they've been down in the postseason you know he had the one pick against the Niners and wasn't a crazy play those things they have to be able to limit but I just I do think the Rams offense we saw at points in that game against the Cardinals what when they can run the ball um effectively what it sets up in the passing game how it forces a defense to adjust in a way that the Chiefs just weren't able to do and weren't willing to do against the Bengals I just think it's a different for all the reasons that the Bengals went through teams like the Raiders Titans and Chiefs I think some of the different things they're able to utilize to win those games uh, and some things that they were able to do I don't know if the same things apply completely to the Rams with their ability to be multiple on offense and uh, how many different ways they can attack you. Uh, I, I do think Ernest Jones being healthier really makes a huge difference in the, in the short passing game and his, his just speed and ability to cover those kind of routes. Uh, the Rams have at times struggled to tackle outside on some screen plays. I'm not going to be surprised if we see plenty of passes that are just snap the ball, throw it to Jamar, let him try to make something happen from the Bengals. Um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be should be a lot of fun. I th- I do think the Rams are gonna be also even moving forward fine. They have a lot, you know so much dead money is coming off. There's not gonna be a whole lot next year after all the dead money they've been having with contracts like Todd Gurley and Goff and stuff like that. So I still think they're gonna be able to to kind of reload and the culture they've built 
is strong as well. It's just very, it's two di- very different teams, but teams that both deserve to be here. Both, yeah, the Rams, like you said before uh, the season, like they, you, you figure they're going to be a contending team. You know, I didn't think the defense would be as good as last year, and it hasn't been quite as good, but it's been pretty solid in the playoffs. Um, and to to see how they've kind of come together, yeah, you figure they'd be in the in the conversation, but to actually reel off all these wins, it's really hard, and that's why for both teams, even though the Bengals might be you know on the start of something bigger than just one Super Bowl uh, with having Burrow and, and the, all the young talent they have, you've got to take advantage for both teams. I know there a lot of the, the narrative's been about the pressure on the Rams to capitalize, and they're all in year. I think there's a ton of pressure whether team the guys are putting it on themselves, probably not in the Bengals case, but there still is, uh, even if it's uh, a little sub conscious like you got to take advantage of these opportunities maybe it's more in the fan base's back of the mind no one wants uh, to to think about what happened with dan marino making the super bowl his second year never making it again we look at what aaron Rodgers did in his third year starting never has been back so uh i'm not saying that the bengals won't be back with joe burrow i, I bet on them being back again at least one more time in the, however many years from now but there's a ton of competition in that conference um and you got to take advantage of your opportunities and uh it's going to be a ton of fun watching these two teams go for it all in this one so many so many legacy things for guys on both sides i know a lot of it's made about aaron donald and andrew whitworth and some of these and stafford and guys that are more of these veteran star kind of players that the rams have compared to the young stars of the bengals but to already put a super bowl on your on your uh on your resume for a Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase and these guys, like just to have it that quickly. I mean, it just sets your career up in such a huge way. Yep, it does. And uh, one of them will have it uh, after this game. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fun, this is where we have some fun with our, <laughs> our Super Bowl predictions. And that is where we get into our prop bets. Uh, we always enjoy doing these. Now, of course, some of them are your traditional prop bets that you're used to, Super Bowl MVP, um, you know, certain things like that. But um, there are also, you know, some some funny ones that we have with the Gatorade color and the the coin toss. Uh, quite a toss up there, if you ask me. Um, and some of the others that uh, we will discuss as we go along. Now, some of these, you know, Dylan and I will just kind of come up with on the fly as we look through these because we always have fun. We find some of these just random ones we don't even think about. <laughs> until we we go through and um yes very very interesting so all right let's start with the big one um the super bowl mvp this is one that you know is certainly going to be based on who you think is going to win and i think the the better discussion here is just you know you're going to have your usual suspects at the top we're all about value here uh but i think you know if i'm going to pick the rams to win my initial choice is you know i may change it i I'm going to stick with my guy. I'm going to go Cooper Cup, all right? I'm going to pick Cooper (laughs) Cup as the MVP because he is the guy that is, as I've said before, I mean, just historic season, incredible, just what he's been able to do is just unbelievable this year. And I think to cap that off with a Super Bowl MVP would be a lot of fun. It's the same for Stafford, though, right? Like, the guy finally gets the Super Bowl. He's going to be hard. to If the Rams win this thing, I mean – Again, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with Cooper Cup because he's, you know, come on, Dylan. He won me my fantasy league this year, and um, I'm trying to give this guy all the accolades. So I'll go with Cooper Cup. But but as I said, I mean, it's take your pick. If you think the Rams are gonna win, I think Stafford and Cooper Cup. Uh, Stafford right now is at um, plus one and twenty five. Cooper Cup plus uh, five fifty on FanDuel. So pretty pretty considerable gap there. And obviously, I'm taking probably more of the the underdog in that scenario if I go with Cooper Cup, but. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, if we talk about the game playing out with um, the Rams getting a lot of pressure and maybe Aaron Donald just has a massive game. Yeah. Um, he's at plus 1,500. That's always an interesting one. Uh, if you, again, if you're looking for value, those are all on the winning team. Um, you know, Dylan, I guess beyond that, we know Joe Burrow is going to be the favorite on the losing team. Yeah. He's at plus 230 right now. If, if the Bengals win, excuse me, not on the losing team. Uh, if they win, he'll be the favorite. You got Jamar Chase at plus twenty five hundred, so that's a big gap between Chase and Burrow, which is actually interesting. Um, if you want some value there, that's not a bad pick. The the two biggest values I see on the board right now, Dylan, and this is all this is all predicated on a a Bengals win. But to me, it's T Higgins at yep. uh, sixty to one, and it's Tyler Boyd at a hundred to one because I think there's a chance knowing that Chase is going to get all the attention there's a chance for either one of those two guys to just go off completely. Um, we, we know kind of what they're capable of. So those are two, I'd say, if you want to, you know, throw around five bucks here or there, 
Tyler Boyd at 100 to one, T Higgins at 60 to one. Um, not bad at all options. Yeah, not bad odds. Obviously, the the QBs are where they are for a reason. At the end of the day, yeah. these guys usually win the award, and in, no matter how many receiving stats a lot of these players get, if they get the line share of the uh you know they're involved just as well right like anyone all 150 yards of cooper cup would be, go to stafford so the weight up for a receiver to win i bet you would have to see maybe a team that maybe they don't have as many passing touchdowns so maybe it's just more of a yards and key plays yeah. and things like that maybe it's a more sluggish overall game that allows a receiver to be kind of like what julian edelman was when he won the mvp against the rams three years ago um I think from the Bengals' point of view, you yeah, you pointed out the one guy that I was going to say is like the best value here for me is T. Higgins, just based on what we saw against the Chiefs and what we still could see in this game. We know, we know that Joe's not afraid to go to his secondary targets, his third targets, his fourth targets. If he doesn't like a matchup, um, yeah, there's going to be probably times where the Rams scheme up things for Jamar Chase, whether it be with a couple guys or just Jalen Ramsey. And I'm sure he's still going to take shots at Jalen, um, even when it's just one-on-one there. But I, I do think T. Higgins has a chance on the kind of the backside of some of these plays, depending on the cornerbacks he's with. Darius Williams hasn't quite fit as well in with the Rams scheme and everything this season. I know it's not a lot different, but just all the different moving pieces from where their secondary was a year ago. And Darius Williams is kind of like a rising star as a second corner. He hasn't put up as great a number. So I could see T. Higgins getting some opportunities on some of those deep dig crosser routes. And uh, you've seen that he's able to run through guys and pass guys. So um, from the Bengals' point of view, I think he's definitely there. Um, I would I would probably put you know some a little on Burrow, but also T is my like high upside guy. And then for if it if it gets like a really defensive game from the Rams' end, like if somehow they don't score many points and they win the Super Bowl, I mean yeah, it's it's all it's so hard with the defensive MVPs over the years. They've kind of outside of Von Miller, like guys like Malcolm Smith of the Seahawks, and I'm sure there's other ones I'm just not thinking of. Like they're often like kind of just maybe not the craziest stats ever but they just have the highest impact or like one really big play so you could see at plus uh or 80 to 1 there with Jalen Ramsey if he got a pick six which isn't like completely out of the question yeah like all right he could definitely just vault up that um same with Vaughn and obviously Aaron um Donald with the potential to get any sacks and uh, force fumbles and how those could lead the points I don't know but I think Jalen out of the defensive players on the on the Rams side has the highest upside maybe a really crazy one on the Bengals Jesse Bates 200 to 1 uh he's been such a key part of that secondary if if it's a lower scoring Super Bowl which isn't completely out of the question if teams are come out with a little shaky with their schemes and different things and if the Rams start having the push if they're having to come back from a deficit it could and we've seen sometimes the Bengals get a little too conservative um yeah maybe maybe jesse bates gets a key pick late in the game and he somehow wins it but those are ultimate sleepers i think you nailed really t higgins cooper cup top options on the receiving end i mean odell the odds just aren't quite good enough for me to put him i still think he could have a pretty big game here but uh he's uh 27 to 1 that's just not you know i i would rather go with t in that case given the the, you know how much more of a return you're going to possibly get there yeah, I mean Cam Akers at twenty-seven to one is interesting. Just if if the Rams' defense were to dominate here and get in a position where maybe they run the ball a bit more, but I, I just I think that's a hard one again. Like just like Beckham, they're both mm-hmm. at twenty-seven to one. I'm just like there's probably better value taking a chance on someone like Higgins at sixty to one, um, you know, or or Dylan if you're predicting a defensive matchup that's going to wind up being 18 to 15. Uh, Matt Gay is there at 200 to one. If you're picking the Rams to win an 18, 15, all field goal, Super Bowl, uh, which, um, if you bet on Matt Gay to be the Super Bowl MVP and we get an, we get an 18 to 15 game. Um, we're blaming you, whoever you are out there. So, um, yes, but, uh, I would not advise that. I would probably go with uh, the position players would be my, my best bet on that one. So there you go. They're your top choices again. We have to try to come up with something because you know the quarterbacks are going to be uh, far and away the front runners here. Although Cooper Cup not far behind, at uh, right there with a chance. So, all right, now to the most important one of any one we have here on the board, um, the Gatorade color. This is always, you know, we, we've had some fun with this one. I don't even remember what we picked in recent years. I know there are some stats on this. Um, I'm going to hope Dylan hasn't pulled up on the stats, uh, but right now, here's where it stands: blue is uh, at plus 230 here, orange plus 270, uh, clear or water, uh, plus 540, 
Uh, the yellow-green-lime combination, plus 360. Red-pink, plus 960. And then purple at the bottom at uh, plus 1180. Well, um, look, I mean, if, if I'm picking the Rams to win, once again, I think blue is a good bet. Um, I think that that's always a, a pretty good option, although Dylan probably more of an expertise on the Rams Gatorade color than I am. Uh, however, I think Rams, the blue is good, but I also think there's some value in the clear of the water at plus 540 there, um, but I I don't think so. I think it's going to wind up being blue if the Rams win, and if, if the Bengals win, it's going to be orange. So there you go. Once again, I think this is pretty straightforward. <laughs> Take your pick on who you think is going to win. Go with that color. I will say, you know, based on past precedent, there was a lot of people, I think, last year betting on, like, red and different yeah. colors along those lines, and then it was blue for the Bucks. So That's true. that was surprising. The, the Not as surprising the Chiefs had an orange, but you thought also that Super Bowl, very last two Super Bowls, really red dominated. Finally, we got a game with uh, some other colors in there. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since red has won. I'm looking down this list, and... I don't see it. Like, it's been, it's a lot of clear and a lot of. There's a reason uh, for that. Come none. on, you're not drinking red Gatorade. Come on, please, people. Come on, get get the blue. No matter, even no matter who, what team you are. Come on, you got to have the blue or the, uh, even the yellow. I like that. I think I like yellow is an interesting one. Uh, the Rams still have pretty yellow, heavy color scheme there. The Eagles uh, are the last team that had yellow. Um, it's one that's a, a little less op- uh uh, a little less common but i think you know orange definitely there with the it's really close to blue i think clear water is your best bet with the plus 540 like i think it's just the best return for what the, the odds are and what the history is um so that's where i'm going with you, i had no idea there was a pink gatorade so yeah i don't know sure. what that's about they're just saying like if it's red <laughs> it's also pink maybe there's like some guy that's been know. on the sideline there, there for is a pink team. gatorade though look I, I had to look it up i had no idea there was such a <laughs> thing but um yeah so I, I think blue and yellow are your best options here. Um, but I don't know. Again, I'm trying to think of, like, you try to remember, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the Bengals drink. So. Get yourself a contact at the stadium. Have them yes. bring binoculars. Do some That's investigative research there. Nothing I'm not shady sure if about be, that. Yeah, it's very no. much not against the rules of how this betting works. <laughs> prove it, right? Like, pr- prove to me. Come on. That you knew that I knew what the Gatorade color was going to be. Uh, come on. You got, you got more things to do than worry about me knowing the Gatorade color. Yep, All right. Exactly coin toss uh here we go are you ready uh what do you know same odds for both <laughs> surprise <laughs> minus 104 uh for heads minus 104 for tails dylan your call first here um i think the super bowl history is that tails has won barely more so i'm gonna go heads i'm gonna give the mm-hmm. odds evening out i'm not gonna keep f- falling into the into the curve i'm gonna go heads here I'm usually a tails guy, so maybe that's also part of it. One th- one interesting stat I did read this week, I forgot what the source was, so this is definitely confirmed, but um, the last seven teams that have won the coin toss have lost the Super Bowl. Hmm. That's interesting. Which I don't know, uh, which is really interesting when you look at teams like, um, I think the Rams were really successful when they won and were able to defer. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a weird stat there that's not related to this, but uh, maybe maybe wait till the coin toss happens and then bet on the loser of the coin toss to win the game. Maybe that's the. I wonder what the take. like. I wonder what the trend has been on. What have they chosen to do when winning the coin? That toss? is like that's, that's a great point. The, that's an interesting question to me. Is like, you know, are are teams losing because they're deferring? Are teams losing because they're taking the ball first and maybe not scoring? I think on that? the that's Niners deferred to start the game two years ago. I'm almost positive. That's the only one I can remember yeah. for sure is that the Chiefs mm-hmm. had the ball to start that Super Bowl 54. But other than that, um, yeah, I guess the Rams deferred too. Yeah, the, the Patriots started the, the Super Bowl 53. So a lot of deferring. Maybe take the ball, get go down, take score the ball first. And score, man. Yep. That's what you got to do. You got to <laughs> score points to win. So uh, there you go. There's some some more analysis. You're not going to find anywhere else folks where no one's going to have that discussion i promise you um all right so we've also got the odds here for the super bowl mvp to be on the losing team which as we know um is something that you know it's not necessarily what, once or twice ever uh, i was gonna say it's only like a couple times i think so that's plus 5500 which to me is probably not as high as i would think it would be um i would think they're the, the odds are more than 55 to 1 on that but uh maybe not i guess joe burrow could have a huge game if this thing's close and they lose I suppose that's possible. So, um, if no the, one, I think I the know. most likely one would be a Rams defender winning it in a losing like like a ten to six yeah. 
game where or <laughs> so, even not. like not it's not going to happen but like that's the scenario yeah. i would see it was like burrow doesn't have great stats none of the Bengals offensive players have great stats and the Bengals defense has a great team defense game and no one like has crazy stats but aaron donald has like four sacks or something like that's the only way i could see it happening otherwise like it's just you're going to find somebody to win it it's just there's a reason this hasn't happened since uh i mean i, I think some of the first few super bowls are the last time um I, I believe i'm not positive on that oh yeah super bowl five here we go the colts beat the cowboys and chuck howley from the dallas cowboys won the award and i think that's the last one so the only the one and only maybe there's one other time there was a time when the the cowboys had co-winners but that was uh they were the winning team there so yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure it's only happened once hmm. very interesting all right let's roll through some of these wild ones um first offensive play of the game rush attempt Currently the favorite, minus 128, pass attempt, plus 104. I, I wanna, if you wanted some easy money, I think pass attempt is not a bad choice. Here. Nope, so, not at all. I um, think these teams might yeah. be a little more aggressive on early downs than what I, I, I anticipate with the Rams throughout the whole game. But on early downs in particular for the Bengals, when there's at least some indecisiveness for the Rams of whether they're going to throw or pass, I think they'd be advised to throw the ball more than they have. Last play of the game to be a QB kneel. Yes, minus 205, the favorite here. No, plus 166. I think there's some value in no. Um, I think there's a lot of value there. Cause, yeah, I like, think that's not bad. All, all, all you need is the team that be, even if it's not a, right. whether it's the a close that's game, trailing to that's have great. The ball, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they have the ball, they're, they're trying to do something and the time runs out. Like, that's not bad value easy at all. Money. I would easy take, take no there. Easy money. Um, first scoring play of the Super Bowl. Uh, touchdown, the favorites at minus 164. Field goal, plus 128. Uh, safety. 100 to 1 odds on the safety. Anyone <laughs> taking the safety on that? I don't think so. The Super Bowl 48 special. Hey, you never know, man. <laughs> it's like, you never know with this defense. We keep talking about it. You never know. So. You would need a team that, uh, I guess, it could take a punt and team being backed up and a holding even in the end zone could get you that. I would go field goal just because we've seen both these teams at times struggle in the red zone um, yeah. capitalizing. So I think field goal maybe has a little more value there. I would, I would have thought that was the favorite. Here. Yeah, like there we're finding you some good value. Here's a good one, I think. Will there be a fourth quarter comeback? Yes. The underdog at plus two sixty, no minus three forty. So I think you could certainly see a team making a comeback in the fourth quarter, especially in these two teams. So mm-hmm. plus two sixty, that looks like some value there to me as well. Maybe a little comeback in the fourth. So um all right, here's I think these these are always kind of interesting. Um not only goes I don't know, actually there's a lot of choices here. <laughs> We're going to get – so you know where I'm going with this. Like, exact score. Rams, exact score here. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to look at, like, if you're looking for value here. Um, that 18 to 15 one, by the way, 100 to 1. If you think the Rams are going to score 18 points. I don't see that happening. Um, let me see if there's some that, like, just pop out at you. I guess, like, 29 is interesting to me. Uh, 50 to 1 there. That's for not, just the Rams? Yeah, just the Rams score. 50 to 1, I think, at 29. That's an interesting score line, but I think it's possible. Um, 32 is another one, 85 to 1. I think that's a, that's a, that you can get there, right? Like if you. Oh, yeah. You have one missed extra point. You go for yeah. two at some point for some reason. There's a lot like of different things. Um, beyond that, the, the numbers start going up. Although, it's kind of interesting here. Like, 41 is only at 30 to 1. And, like, I know that's because it's a traditional score, right? Like, it's much easier to hit 41 than it is uh, some of the others. The numbers get a little uh, crazy after that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so if you're looking at the Rams score, there are your options. Um, you know, Bengals, not a lot of difference on that. So those are some other uh, interesting ones. What else have you uh, found here, Dylan? I was just looking through the last scoring play for each team. I don't th- Those are kind of random. Like, I would, again, I would probably do field goal for both teams if I'm betting on that, um, yeah. whether it be a game-winning kick or a game uh, kick to go up by a couple margins, whatever it is. Um, I, I was try- I did see it earlier before we started recording. It was an exact score for both teams together. So it was like final score, oh, yeah, Rams like 28, Bengals 14. Like, obviously, that one's not going to be the best. Oh, here it is. It's the correct uh, final score on the scoring sheet. So um, let me look through some of these odds. Like, I mean, obviously, getting one team right is hard enough. So to get both <laughs> is crazy. So I would be taking pretty common scores, like Bengals 21, Rams 20 yeah. is, is 270 to 1. Um, yeah, so see, that's... 
I mean, there's value there, I think. Yeah, yeah. these these kind of ones are, um, if you want, yeah, that one, that one in particular is interesting because there's, like, blowout scores that have lower odds than 21 yeah. to 20. I don't know. Uh, 20 to 17 is a pretty common one at 120 to 1. But still, like, uh, yeah, those are probably the, I would stick to common scores. If you're going for a single team, I like, the, like, you just your strategy with, like, 29, 32, maybe like whatever uh, 25 is, like just kind of numbers that aren't what you typically see based on like some combination of field goals and touchdowns. Uh, yeah. But when you go for this one, when you, you need both to be correct, I'm banking on common numbers that we're used to seeing as final scores. Here's one that I love, all right? And it's it's going to be tough, but I, I love it for the number. Either quarterback to pass for 400 or more yards. Yes is the underdog at plus 550 no minus 1000 like like if you get like let's again let's say like the Bengals just get get in a hole early right like let's say they get down 14 nothing in the first quarter and they're just they're not like they're just going to pass the entire way and I think it's going to be the same for the Rams what if the Rams find themselves in that scenario um you know like we said the sacks and all that could be a problem for the Bengals to get there but if Joe Burrow throws the ball 60 times I could see him hitting 400 um so plus 550 I think is decent enough odds there that if you want to take a chance on that one especially in a game like this that what's the over under have we even talked about that yet what's the over over under we haven't even looked at uh we we just mentioned the minus four for the rams um i need to get back to the main page here 48 and a half is the over under Mm. right now um Mm. so that's probably not as high as you would think it would be to be honest with you um so they're really banking on the rams defense i feel like and and, or the bengals defense forcing turnovers Uh, yeah so I mean that's maybe that's why it's that's why the odds are so high on any quarterback to throw for 400. I mean again, 400 yards that's a lot of yards. Um but I don't know. If this turns into head a shootout, your, head your bets. Do go take the under for the game and then yeah, take one of these go. quarterbacks cuz you could you could see uh I could see a, a easily a scenario where the Rams are losing like you're mentioning they have to throw a ton to come back. They don't ultimately come back. The final score is like 23-20 Bengals, but Stafford just threw for a crap ton of yards and a ton of pass attempts. It's not out of the question and vice versa for the Bengals with Joe. So yeah, I would I would maybe kind of take it both ways. Take the under on my main bet, but then also go for one of these quarterbacks just going off. I do think I would maybe do Burrow in this case because I really do think if the Rams early in the game try to run the ball more, I don't. I think you're going to be not so much a Stafford throwing the ball 50 times kind of game. I think it might be more in the 20 range if the Rams have the success on the ground. They want something a little closer to that Cardinals-Rams game with their uh, offensive play calling. But we'll here's see. A slam dunk. <laughs> here's, here's a slam dunk. If you take any of our bets, here's the one to take, in my opinion. Any player to have 100 or more receiving yards – no is at plus 300. I think someone absolutely gets 100 receiving yards in this game. Yeah. One player. So I, like, come on. Yeah. Just give me one. You tell me one player's not going to hit 100 yards. I think it, I think that's absolutely going to be the case. Yes, it's minus 430. There's no value there to me whatsoever. But no, plus, I mean, you know, that's triple your money. I mean, come on. Like, I think that's – um, I like that one. So that's one I would circle. Uh, I think there's absolutely going to be someone that hits 100 yards on this. Maybe I'm wrong. So. No, I think there definitely I, is. The way these two teams play, come on! I, I think someone, I, I think someone hits 100. I like the odds um, for Stafford to have a pick. I know it's not terrible. It's not. It's not a great bet at minus 172. Also, yeah, even Burrow at minus 132. Like I mentioned, he had 15 picks in the regular season with Stafford 17. I know Burrow really cut down on them as the year went on, but I don't know. I think both of those. I, I, I just you know maybe you could take you could gamble on the Rams uh, having that conservative game plan and working out for a no. Stafford didn't have picks in the first two playoff games. He should have probably had one in the back of the end zone against the Bucks. Um, but I don't know the way the Bengals defense has been able to confuse quarterbacks. I, I would think that maybe at least one pick from Stafford. I'm, I'm betting on that. <laughs> All right, without looking at the odds, who do you think is going to have the longest reception in this game? Oh, I man. think there are two easy choices, right? But I think Jamar. Just because like Cooper is a long a deep threat, but just and they're both great after the catch guys, just in such different yeah. ways. Um, I could see one low key one is because of how the Rams offense has operated and, and how I could see them setting things up against the Bengals team as they have against some other opponents with similar uh, kind of defenses on the back end. I could see Van Jefferson getting mm-hmm. like a sixty yard yeah. uh, pass play. Like there's they they scheme up a lot of stuff where he's the guy that clears out, but if they get the right look. 
Uh, Stafford's not afraid to go to him, and they've completed quite a few. So he's one that I would take that's maybe like the, the underdog there. Van Jefferson, 11-1 uh, to 1 right now on that. That is a, a really good one in my opinion because, of course, Cup plus 260, Chase plus 360. So, you know, you kind of know what you're getting there with those two. But Van Jefferson, I think, is a nice one at 11-1. Um, to 1. So that's that's an interesting one to look at there. Not a lot of rushing props that I'm fascinated by just because I don't know how much rushing we're going to see necessarily yeah. uh, from these two teams. If you want to bet on a safety, uh, plus 750 right now for the safety, if you're someone who believes in that, um, <laughs> there's that one. I guess, Dylan, beyond that, um, you know, chances of the opening kickoff being returned for a touchdown, if you want to have some fun, 80 to oh, 1. Um, Any better odds, odds than there. that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not sure about that. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, a pretty good pretty good group of uh, prop bets there. Now, let's wrap up with the one we want to have some fun with real quick. <laughs> and this is the Super Bowl winner uh, for Super Bowl 57. And this is what, like, these are your ones that right now is like if you're going to get in on this and you're just like, all right, I want to throw away some money somewhere. Like just just throw it away like a year a year away. Um, don't even yeah. want to think about it don't for another year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So unsurprisingly, the Chiefs and the Bills lead the way, uh, both plus seven hundred right now. Um, so again, there's even value there, right? Like you're there's there's value anywhere you go on any of these picks that you're making. The Rams plus twelve hundred, same as the Cowboys. Um, and then it's the 49ers and the Packers at plus 1,500, Bengals at plus 1,900. So if you think this is going to become a dynasty, there's a lot of value there. Um, you know, what's interesting beyond that, it's Ravens and then Broncos. Um, Broncos have the same as the Bucks. Of course, the Bucks uh, without Tom Brady, that's always an interesting choice. Now, here's where we go, Dylan. It's where we, we find the value in these. If you want to, you know, you're like, all right, here's another prop bet. Just throw some money out there. The Las Vegas Raiders are at sixty to one right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at seventy to one right now. Let me name a couple teams that have better odds than those yeah. two. The Miami Dolphins, the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, um Those are the most the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, like Broncos even the Vikings, even. I just don't have any, you know, confidence in that reaching that point. Like the Saints, um, yeah, like those are considerably better odds on FanDuel than the Raiders and the Steelers, who are Steelers, we know for 100% sure, going going to have a new quarterback. If that new quarterback is Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or someone like that, Kyler Murray, who the hell knows what's going on with Kyler Murray right now? Um, man, I see a lot of potential value there. And if you, again, if you just want to, if you want to lay down a, let me just get to pull this up. My math is not good as we know. You lay down a $25 bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now to win $1,750. That's $1,750, by the way, not $17.50. I mean, if they get a quarterback, they got a defense. It's just like I. this is where we start having fun with these looking way ahead. There's no – we don't have a draft. We have a free agency, nothing. But if you're trying to find a couple diamonds in the rough potentially, I'm looking at the Raiders and the Steelers as the two teams that are way down here. Uh, that may have some value there if you want to if you want to take a shot yeah i agree the the broncos for me are a little too high with the 22 uh, to 1 like just given we don't know for sure if they're going to get that quarterback and if they don't get that rogers yeah. wilson whoever it is quarterback do they really move the needle i i just think that's way too high i i tend to agree with you of the teams looking first up a little bit higher if you want to have one that's a little more uh, fun in terms of one that you know you're never going to win, but at least you'll have fun along the way. The Chargers there at twenty <laughs> plus twenty four hundred. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you get to watch Justin Herbert all year and root for that. That I, I on you know I think they have a better chance maybe than I would say with the Cardinals right now. And given where the the Niners could be, depending on who they get at quarterback, um, the Niners could be really scary. And then we still have the Rams that are still going to be there. I agree. The Raiders and Steelers. I mean, they have just of you know. No reason they can't get any of the same quarterbacks the Broncos are vying for. Maybe you might think Denver's roster is a little more complete overall. I wouldn't say their offensive line is perfect by any means. Very middling. Uh, I think the Steelers' offensive line is still younger and uh, by the end of the year started regressing when I started talking about how they improved. Different things there that aren't perfect, but man, I you know I not I'm just I believe in uh, what Mike McDaniel has done with quarterbacks as much as anyone, but I don't think. 
the Dolphins should be twice, like two times better odds essentially here than the Steelers to win the Super Bowl next year. It's just a crazy idea to me. Um, uh, still excited to see what they do, but maybe the Panthers especially. It's like, dude, like man, these teams no. <laughs> really need so many things to go right. And the Raiders, like, they were in the playoffs. They have. Yeah, we've seen what say, Josh they McDaniels were right there. Does. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think the Raiders are. Uh, I know they're in a tough division with, uh, with with the quarterbacks, and if the Broncos were able to get anyone, but I don't know. I, I think you're you're right. If you're going to have a really deep one, easily those are the best two odds um, of teams going up the ladder. I don't think there's anyone that I would predict. Maybe I, we always see teams that go from worst, or not always, but like ninety percent of years, we see a team that was fourth in their division that wins their division the, uh, the following season, like the Bengals did. Usually, we don't see them make the Super Bowl. I don't know if there's anyone here that's in that realm of the of the teams. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if anyone even like sticks out unless we, Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC next year. I don't right. see that necessarily yeah. happening. And even if I think. It'll be fun to see what they do there, but um, I don't know. They, I think those are your two better bets, like you're saying at the bottom of the list. Washington Commanders too. Like these teams could be fine. They can make the playoffs <laughs> if things go right and like uh, their coaches uh, do well. They get, Washington gets a better quarterback in there, and the defense comes around. Like these like, teams are playoff teams, divisions, but they're not making the right? Super Bowl. Yeah. I was going to say it's probably about divisional competition. Yeah, right? When you true. look at these, because I'm thinking, like that's true. The AFC West challenging. AFC North challenging, NFC East not challenging. Um, so I think that's assume that's why you have Washington as high as you do. NFC and in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, and like that's probably why the Vikings too. Like they're a little bit further down, but the Vikings are at least interesting. I guess you know I, I joked about it a minute ago, but I would probably change my tune a little bit if Aaron Rodgers exits. You know, and then I think you know that opens up possibilities for the Vikings. The Packers are also interesting to me because. If we find out he's coming back for sure, I think those odds are only going to get better. So I think actually, mm-hmm. you know, taking a shot on the Panthers, I mean, on the Packers is not a bad idea. Don't take a shot on the Panthers. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> but the the Packers, I think, is not bad because I think their odds will only get better if he comes back. So, um, Saints yeah. are interesting. You're right. That is a really good point. It's just the con- – it is really hard to imagine no matter where the AFC team is. So, I, you know, we, we just talked about two AFC teams. But it's hard to think of anyone topping that top group of the Chiefs, Bills, mm-hmm. Bengals, even the Ravens if, ever, you know, if, if guys are healthy and Lamar's back. If the mm-hmm. Browns get a better quarterback or Baker really rebounds, they still have such a good roster. Like there's just – there's so many roadblocks in the AFC that – NFC is definitely like looking at this list. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Tampa Bay is still pretty hot out there. I'm not sure about that unless they really find a great quarterback. But I, I, I tend to think that yeah, the Rams, Cowboys, and Niners are and those are three good, really good teams. But like, and, and the Packers if Aaron's back. But after that, like it is, it's it's more wide open. And those teams maybe you see the path to making a run. Um, I guess you'd have to still win the Super Bowl against that AFC team, which might be a yeah. problem if if Josh Allen and Mahomes uh, and and Burrow all drive each other to another level next year. Um, but yeah, that makes more sense. In that case, I would say the Vikings are probably one of the more intriguing ones, as you mentioned, um, just based on their division. I, I I think teams in the West and the East with the Cowboys still there. I don't think the Cowboys are necessarily going down. If they do, I don't think that team's going to be topping these uh, West teams in the playoffs. So the Vikings are probably right there, as you're mentioning. Maybe the Seahawks, I guess, but I don't know. I still think that division's so tough to go through. Um, that's the, yeah, the Buc- I mean, the Bucks. I know the Bucks have a lot of talent still without Tom, but them being on the same level as some are like right behind teams like the Bengals. Like I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, like Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow, man, and uh, Tampa Bay really needs to. They're, they're they must be banking on them really figuring it out at quarterback this year because otherwise, I don't think you know, like they could still be a playoff team. But um, maybe the Saints are a sneaky one. Maybe if the South is wide open, if they get Jameis comes back, I don't know. Uh, maybe the Saints and the Vikings are the two teams from the NFC to keep an eye on. Yeah. We'll see, um, but there you go. We spent a lot of time looking at the next year's Super Bowl, but we also <laughs> spent some time on this year's Super Bowl because um, this is a very bet- betting-heavy episode. And um, do you have any? All right, Dylan. Before we wrap up, do you have any any betting locks in this one? Like, what's your like? Give me a give me a lock on something. It doesn't necessarily be betting. Just g- give me a lock on something in this game. So I think I saw it earlier. Um, I, it's struggling to find it again. Um, I believe there was an odd for McPherson to have at least. 
two field goals. I think it was one and a half, and I think that's a lock on the upper um, on the upper one. I think he's going to get two field goals minimum in this game, just with the based on how the Bengals have operated. I guess there's a there's a scenario where they're losing by more and they have to go for touchdowns, but they've yeah. been kind of conservative when they get to that fourth and three, fourth and four range when they're in field goal range. He's been automatic from fifty plus yards um still this year or at least down the stretch uh really since that packer game where he missed a couple of potential game winners with some weird win there in cincinnati he's been automatic i think that's my that's my lock i'm going with two evan mcpherson made field goals i am sticking with the one i brought up earlier three to one odds uh, for any player to have 100 or more receiving yards um i think that is there a lock go. i think someone gets 100 receiving yeah. yards you're talking about all these playmakers on the field somebody could break off for a 75 yard touchdown at any moment with those, these two yep. teams so I'm taking that one uh, 100%, uh, and that's my betting lock for Super Bowl 56. So there you go. There are picks uh, for the Super Bowl. A lot of options for uh, making money and losing money. So you decide uh, which you feel like uh, is the, the better choice on some of these. But, of course, Dylan, have it all covered over clutch points, uh, all the stuff leading up to it. Uh, Super Bowl week, always a lot of fun, very interesting in terms of uh, lots of just, you know, you get all the interviews, you get all kinds of uh, interesting stuff out of this and then of course yep. uh, all the game coverage as well yeah we got all the uh, every quote every press conference every little thing that these players are saying and doing this week covered on clutchpoints.com and in the clutch points app in the nfl section at both spots you can follow the game along in the clutch points app while watching uh you can do some stuff with fandle now within there with little things are related to the clutch points in our game and for some redeemable prize stuff so different little things you can do while following along there um uh, we'll still we have our betting preview for the game coming out by the time this podcast is out it should be up on clutchpoints.com in the betting section or if you click on fandle at the top of clutch points uh we're gonna be doing some more daily fantasy breakdowns of different contests that fandle has as well um some other looks at just the top props to bet on all sorts of stuff uh probably not going to do too much on the coin toss and gatorade as much as we enjoy talking about it but um any of those props yeah if, just please go to clutch points first then click on Fandle. that way we get a little credit for uh driving you guys over there that's right do that uh helps everyone out so uh yes yeah, check out everything clutch points and uh, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use search for establish a pass uh, but thanks as always for listening to the podcast enjoy super bowl 56 and uh, we'll talk to you next time you're on establish a pass